Oh, hi. Hey, hello there. I'm Shay of Shay and the Good People. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, thank you so much for tuning into the pod. Uh, this is another amazing episode with one of my favorite people ever, Noah Lexi. Um, he was on the show in 2022, one of the last shows that I did of that year because I left New York like October to December and then came back and then restarted Shay and the Good People in February 2023. And if you're like, what the heck is Shay and the Good People? Well, you came to the right place to find out. So <laughs> Shay and the Good People is a show that I host at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn. It's a singer-songwriter showcase is what I'm calling it. It's monthly. I get up there. I'll sing some original music, usually some of the same songs. <laughs> I'm trying to learn new songs give myself a task of learning a new song or writing a new song before each show. But you know, life gets busy. I live off the G train. So I spend a lot of time, um, taking the subway around the city and just waiting, not even taking the subway, just waiting for the train. Anyways, that's a whole other bottle of wine that I don't drink cause I'm sober, but, um, <laughs> that's our Shay and the Good People show. So come out to see the show. So we have this podcast. I have all the good people. Whoever's been on the show, um, I have them in the studio to interview them about their life, about their music. And Noah and I have known each other for a while. Um, he's played guitar for me for full band gigs, for other gigs. Um, and we've been at jams together. He's just like an incredible, he, like light-filled human and just really passionate and loving about music and how he approaches music and it feels really relaxed um and as an Aries Jewish woman like me it's hard for me to be relaxed about most things but it is nice to be in the presence of someone who's like yes this is what I do I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do it forever because I love it no matter what I'll find a way to do music and that's just really amazing and really refreshing and he had um when he was on Shane the Good People on the show, he had two amazing backup vocalists. So you will hear. Um, so what I do for the podcast is I'll interview them, but I'll also cut in audio recordings from the Shane the Good People show. So you will hear little snippets of his performance from Shane the Good People, and uh, you'll hear the amazing harmonies and his fun lyrics. Uh, I think you're you're really 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 gonna enjoy this one. If you need like a little boost in like if you are an artist or a musician or you want to be or you're not and you just want to see what's going on, uh, it's just like a good boost of energy. Noah's just a great boost of energy. Um, so without further ado, here is my interview with Noah Lexi. Shayna Blast. This is uh, Shay and the Good People. I have my really good friend Noah Lexi here. Um, you were on Shay and the Good People show October 4th. We're just going to jump in. I don't know yeah. if there, there's not going to be an intro or anything, no, but we're fine. just jumping in. I love it. Um, 
What's up, dude? I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm good. I'm good. I miss you so dearly. <laughs> it's great to have you back in uh, old New York. Thank She's you so missed much. You. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I feel like she doesn't miss anyone. Um, but <laughs> well, I did. I appreciate Yeah. Yeah. And by <laughs> she, we mean you. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> New York is a fucking wild city, and I have some questions uh-huh. to ask you about that. But yep. uh, this is my new project, even though you played on the show a couple times for people. Mm-hmm. So Shay and the good people is a show I host at Pete's candy store. I sing original music and I have two musical guests every show. Um, I, what Noah's referring to is I went to Oregon to do a play and then I traveled for a little bit. So I was out of the city and you were on the, like the last show of the first season right. of Shay and the good people That's right. <laughs> when I had three guests. Yes. But like I said, you had played for other people mm-hmm. before. Um, and, what I hope to do with this is I'll like cut some of the songs that you went in and you had two guest singers too. Yes. So fucking good. Oh yeah. Um, so let me just start with like, give us a basics. Like where are you from? Sure. Who put a guitar in your hand first? <sighs> why are you still doing this? Because being <laughs> being an artist in New York is fucking hard and like yeah. why are you doing it? So give us those give us those big threes, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm from outside of Rochester, New York originally, upstate um Canandaigua to be specific. Canandaigua. Um, that's right. The Finger Lakes, wow. baby, beautiful part of the world. Um Yep, grew up uh, on a farm with a bunch of animals doing the the country boy thing, um, which was. Did you do like this? Stick your hand to get the cow poop out. Oh, we didn't have cows. We had. Oh, it wasn't like a a like a farm farm that produced things. It was like we had horses and then. Horses. You, know, you were a horse girl. I, yeah, always a horse girl. I Once a horse girl, that. always a horse girl. Yeah, oh, I rode for a while. Too. Yeah, the whole oh, thing. My cute. hair was actually this long. I think when I was when I was riding back in the day as like a sixth grader. I bet they but, loved. Uh, I bet the horses loved. They that. did. We got along. We got along <laughs> purely from the hair. They're like who's this beautiful guy <laughs> back? <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm from out that way originally, and um, yeah, when I was when I was like I think my twelfth birthday. I was just telling the story last night. Uh, my parents got me um, a pet snake and my first guitar, neither of which I asked for. Um, but they <laughs> Your were just tenth birthday, twelfth birthday. Oh, twelfth birthday. Yeah, okay, yeah my twelfth birthday. Uh, yeah, it was my my rock star birthday. I think they were trying to turn me into Slash. They're like <laughs> we're gonna get you a ball python and you're gonna start playing guitar. And I'm like, Hell great. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Um, I. I'm still playing guitar and I still own a pet snake. So like, you know, I guess it, <laughs> they, they had a good, uh, good judgment there. So they do. what's they do. your snake's name? So, uh, Juniper is the snake Juniper, that we currently that's have. Right. Yeah. She's a sweet little ivory ball so python. Scary cute little girl. So scary. Oh, they get a bad rap. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I started playing then. Um, and you know, I mean, it's my favorite thing in the world. Um, and over years of various bands and you know like music groups that I was playing with in high school um, both like in school and outside of it just doing my own thing with friends and stuff um, grew a lot as a musician I was really lucky the faculty in my high school were just great Um, learned a lot just about how to how to be a musician and how to like function with other musicians and everything so you learned that in high school yeah, well, I didn't go to college for music. 
um, and there really wasn't a lot happening where I went to college in terms of music. So it was like yeah. kind of this like yucky, like dormant period in, in terms of my playing. I mean, like I, you know, it was just an embarrassing amount of time that I would go without like picking up my instrument. I mean, yeah. I had other things going on in college, um, but like music was not a priority then, which whatever it is what it is. And, you know, we all have a journey. But um, coming out of college, um, I went to school outside of Columbus, Ohio. So college, they were like teach or sorry, high school. They were teaching you how to be a musician. Like you felt like you got uh, like life skills from high school. Cause that's yeah. very rare. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I went to public school too, but yeah, no, I was just Fuck really yeah. lucky where I went um, to school. There was just like a great uh, music and theater program. So I was like singing in all the choirs. Um, cool. uh, I was, you know, playing violin in the orchestra. I was playing guitar in the jazz bands and like, you know, I had my own band. I was playing guitar for other people. Um, so, uh, yeah, between the faculty and just like the own, my own, like, you know, outside my band and like band leading and like learning how to like write songs and like run rehearsals and put together set lists and like, you know, execute shows and that kind of thing. Um, it was, it was really, uh, it was really helpful in a lot of ways. And I also just like found a, a passion for it, you know, it was kind of just like over those years, um, was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess music is like my favorite thing. Um, and yeah, but I didn't, I didn't go to school for it. What'd you go to college for? English and film. English? Um, English, You wanted yes. to be able to speak better? Uh, writing mostly, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't really have like a, oh, I'm going to go and get this degree so I can be a this when I grow up. It was just kind of like, a, I'm going to college and like, I shouldn't do music. That's not the practical thing to do. And I don't want to make it like work because then I won't like it or whatever. That yeah, was yeah. my impression as an 18 year old. Um, <laughs> figure that out. Wow, that, uh, you were a badass. Right. I know. Badass, yeah. like practical, responsible, normie, badass, I yeah. guess. You know? <laughs> like, um, no, but it was, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I don't, I don't regret it. Um, I learned a lot. Um, in other ways and a lot of things that I took away um, from my days in college, even though I wasn't like, you know, uh -huh. it wasn't really working specifically towards where I'm at now and the goals that I have now. Um, it took graduating from college, trying to like, you know, find a big kid job or whatever yeah. uh, over those first few years post-grad. And like, you know, I worked in like a PR and communications thing for a little bit. Um, which I don't regret. Um, learned a lot of things, uh, mm -hmm. one of which was what I don't want. Um, and, uh, you know, what I do want, and that was uh, to be playing music because the, all the while, um, right around when I was finishing up undergrad, I joined a band out that way. Right. Um, what was that band? What's the band name? Tat Tat was what it yeah, was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an cool. eight piece funk soul thing. Um, a lot of fun. Um, did that for like three or four years, and I was doing that while I was like recently post grad. Um, so all the while I have this like passion project, but I'm like I got to start my career with my degree and the blah 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 blah. And so like you know got into this PR communications thing, and ultimately it was just I was like oh yeah I'm not I'm not built for this. This is not <laughs> this is not for me. Nine and to five. Yeah, just I don't know the conventional. I don't know. Not even like I'm okay with security, but like it's just like I don't want to. Like, why would I do anything for like the rest of my life that is anything short of my favorite thing? Yeah, you know I mean, it felt like silly um, to just keep the passion project as like a side hustle when I'm like, this is the thing that I'm the best at. Yeah, and you know, 
just the nature of who I am. And probably most people, it's like, you know, I'm going to be the most successful at the thing that I love the most because I'm going to have the most drive and desire to do it. Yeah. So like, why would I wake up every day and try and force myself to do something that I don't actually care about? How am I going to find success in that? It's going to, it's going to take 10 times as much effort. Whereas the passion that I have for this other thing is like so much like fuel and energy, like my chances of finding success, the most success and like fulfillment in anything is going to be that thing that I love the most because I just, I love it so much. It's good that there's no off switch, you know? Um, so ultimately, you know, when things were shifting and transitioning and I was like not wanting to do that work anymore, I was like, what do I want to do next? Well, what the hell? I'm like 25 and you know, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have kids. I don't have any what? like, re- yeah, I know. That's crazy. I know. So nuts. You're not I, following the rule book. I know. Crazy, Whoa, right? rebel. But I'm like, I might as well take a shot at this whole music thing. Um, additionally, my, uh, my girlfriend, um, she's Shout a, out Holly. She's a, Holly, Holly. Holly. Uh, she's a dancer and she was, uh, already going to be moving to New York anyway. And I was like, all right, well, you're going there. I want to go with you and I want to do music. And, you know, it's one of like the three places in the country. So they say that, like, you know, you should go to to really send it. So um, I was like, I guess we're we're doing music full time. And so um, left that job, started playing with wedding bands, wedding production companies um, have been teaching music for many years even before I made that transition and then yeah just kind of moved here and threw myself right into it and it's it was the best decision I've ever made probably I was actually leading into my next question was that at the top of your set for Shay and the Good People Mm -hmm. for the show you said um about a year ago I moved to the city so like my show was maybe kind of like around your one year or something or a little bit before and you said uh it's been so much everything all at once Mm -hmm. not to be confused with the movie (laughs) everything everywhere all at once which is so great and i hope they win all the oscars agreed um but i'm curious like what was your expectations of living in new york before you got here and like I was going to say, what are your thoughts now? But you kind of already said it was the best decision. But like, did you have any expectations about living Uh, in New York before you got here? My expectations about living in New York. um, Honestly, as soon as I had made the decision and like, it was, okay, mama's boy shout out here real quick to my mom. (laughs) Uh, My mom was like, after talking to Hallie about it, my mom was like the first person in like my family that I sort of discussed like, I'm going to do music full time. It felt like such a scary jump to make yeah. after doing the conventional thing being like, oh my God, am I really like accepting this as my, I don't know. It was like, and, and not, looking back now, I'm like, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, I don't know, I guess in, at the time it seemed like my interpretation of what that meant to like chase the pipe dream or whatever, you know, uh, felt like a big thing. So I like called my mom and I was like, I'm really thinking about doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I was worried about like, you know, how the rest of my family might like take it, which was silly because like I have a great relationship with my family and they've supported everything I've done forever. Yeah. Um, but uh, ultimately like sort of vocalizing it and like hearing what she said just about like, she was basically like, yeah, you know, she's a high school Spanish teacher. She's like, you know, I've been, um, you know, she's like, I'm a whole generation older than you and I'm still figuring out 
what I want to do with my life. So yeah, I'm my just mom happy. Says that too. <laughs> what? That's kind of scary to hear. I don't like yeah. that. My mom's like, I still want to figure it out. I'm like, no, I need, a, I need an example of like, you figured it out and you're happy. I don't think that exists. And you can actually run into death with kindness. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess well, you tell me how you feel about it, but I, I feel scared of like, I feel like I know, I feel like I've known forever, but there is a, a, a part of my brain that's like, what if I just never figure it out? And I just have to be searching until what? Like until, and and then I think you, maybe you just get to the end. Hopefully you get older. We're going dark a little bit, but like hopefully you get to an old, old age and bit. you fully accepted whatever your life has been. Yeah. But that does scare me a little bit when my mom's like, I'm, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm like, you're in your 60s. <laughs> Figure it out, bitch. You're grown. That, that doesn't scare you. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, to me, my impression of it is that no one, no one has it figured out. No one ever really will have it all figured out. I think to me oh, as long as... But, but to me, oh having it, it's, God. hold on, hold on, re relax, unclench thine okay. butthole no, for a moment. No, because poop will just come out if I unclench too hard. No, that's disgusting. Um, so so my, uh, the way that I see it is that um, having it figured out, and it's also like the same way I feel about like making it in mm. your career, is like, is what it is for you along the way, what the experience is. And to me... If as long as I feel like I am moving in the general trajectory of my priorities, of the things that bring me peace, the things that inspire me, the mm -hmm. things that fuel my passion for my work and my relationships and my life in general, if I'm if I'm moving in alignment with those things, uh, it's not about like getting to a point where, oh, now I have it figured out because life is constantly changing and everything is going to always change. And, you know, our teeny tiny little singular uh, subjective existence is, is never going to fully be able to b capture complete enlightenment, you know, unless you're going out and being a monk somewhere on a mountain, I guess. But like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any plans to do that anytime soon. So to me, I'm like, I'm just... I, where and I was in a place where I was not in alignment with any of those things with the job I had post-grad like as an example felt like I was swimming against the current and then I was like nope no more of that decided to do the music thing and I was like now I'm swimming with the current and this feels great and even though it's like things are still hard and there's still like obstacles and there's still stuff to figure out um, I wake up every day uh, living the life that I chose for myself uh, you know is like truly what I actually want and you know not settling for anything less than that even though I never always have it figured out but every day seems to be like I feel more grounded I feel like my community's growing mm -hmm. I feel like I'm around I'm meeting people that I want to be a part of that community every day um, from where I was when I first got to New York not knowing anyone, not having anything really lined up. Some things lined up, but nothing really substantial. And then you met me. And then I met Shane Glass, <laughs> and she changed my entire life. No, she stop. handed me everything on a silver platter. Don't lie I owe to it the all to Shane Glass. <laughs> not altogether untrue. Um, but, uh, but like, I think um, embracing the fact that it's never, you're never gonna have it all figured out. It's just like, if I can look back and be like, yeah. 
every step along the way, I was moving with my truth and my passions and like I had a hell of a good time while doing it. And to me, even when mm. I'm in my 60s and 70s and beyond that, I'm still going to be like, I'm not done yet. Yeah. I'm still living. I still got more shit to experience. All right. I moved to New York City uh, just about a year ago. I was telling a friend of mine uh, shortly after the move um, just about how crazy it is all the time and often pretty difficult, um, but that I really wouldn't have it any other way, so, because it's just so much of everything all at once. This is a song about that. Slipping, no gripping, sensations excited. My mind's already made up. I'm here to stay all day. Up. It's hazy, but maybe you'll be right there with me when the lights stay on. Yeah, we could be laid up. Lately, it ain't easy, but I've been feeling dreamy about it. is huge to look back and also I, it just sounds like I'm just getting a lot of like self-trust what I'm hearing of like you, you've I don't I'm sure this is something that has taken you time to build or or just some people just like you just have that sparkle and that shine not not to say that like uh, I don't know. I just think there's like everything that you you've just said. I'm always like in awe of like your joy and your confidence that you bring in, whether it's hard to get to that every day or if it's just like a part of you it, it and you trusting that what you have is what you can offer the world is huge. And I think a lot of us, including myself, have to remember that like, yeah, we we uh, we sing just like a lot of other people sing. We write songs. A lot of other people write songs. But like, there's only one of us in the world, right. and I hear that all the time from musicians and artists. But it's like it's such a great reminder, and you are such an embodiment of mm -hmm. that. Of like, there's only one Noah, and like, yeah. I'm just gonna do me the best that I can. And speaking of jams, actually, I did write that down. Of like the first time I ever saw you, like we met because like we were on the scene. We were at yeah. the jelly, which is a, uh, a jam at come on everybody in bed in Brooklyn. And you were wearing sunglasses. You had, I think like a Hawaiian like t-shirt or something unbuttoned. You're playing guitar Probably. and just like fully committing to you. And mm. I was like, who, this is confidence. I mean, you sounded incredible and the mm. guitar was like sick, nasty, <laughs> but also you just were like, I'm here unapologetic. And I thought that was super, that definitely is like what drew me in to know you. And my question on here was like, what's your secret? But we just kind of talked about that sure. anyways. Um, but I think like, if someone were to ask you and I'm about to ask you, so it's going to be me, but like musicians or people who go to jams, even in New York mm -hmm. who are like, ah, oh, I want to do that. Like I want to have that confidence or I just want to fake it till I make it. Like 
how would you, how can you translate that to folks who are like other artists who may just be like standing right on the sidelines, but like about to jump in, but they just need an extra push. Like you have to just do it. (laughs) You have to just do it. Honestly, like you're going to feel, you're going to feel small and you're going to feel like, and the first five or six times you're probably going to be like, Oh, like that wasn't, that wasn't I, I, like, I was in my head and in yeah. some way doing that. Like, I mean, are you kidding? You think I just jumped? That was not my first time going up there. Like the thing is when I first moved here, uh, partially, uh, you know, through, uh, the, the means of meeting people and networking and blah, 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 as like from a professional standpoint, but also as like sort of a necessity because I'm a really extroverted person mm-hmm. and I just need to be around people. So when I moved here and I didn't know anybody that was really hard for me. So I'm like, I got to get out of this apartment and I need to go meet people <laughs> yeah. for all of these reasons. But, um, but in part of that was like, you know, I'm going to, I met people through these wedding gigs that I was like one of the first things that I was doing. Cause it translated from what I was, the work I was doing in the Midwest. And I started meeting folks who lived in New York, talking to them. Where do you go? What are the sessions? Like, where do they happen? What are the vibes? And, uh, I was turned on to the jelly. It was like the first one I started going to, um, and I, it's like a monthly thing. I started going every month and I went and like often it was like the only person I knew there would be Hallie. If she came with <laughs> me, sometimes I would go by myself and I wouldn't yeah. really know anybody except for maybe a couple people I'd met from, you know, the previous month or something. Um, but it was like, okay, it's a jam session. I, I've been performing for years I have not been performing in New York for years and I don't know anyone in this room. So I certainly feel small and I certainly feel like you did. I'm it just felt some different. new fish. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? When I first got here, that was, that was a, a tough go in a lot of ways, but it's just like, ultimately it would have to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this song. I'm going to call give, it, give them the key. I'm going to tell them the key and we're, and we're just going to do it. And uh-huh. I'm just going to make sure I, I know my own shit enough and then yeah. just like send it and get off the stage and just like sit in it and like, let it be. Even if I was like, ah, oh, it didn't sound as good or I wasn't as clean of a performance or I yeah. wasn't like, you know, and there's, there were a bunch of those. And then do you eventually drink before a show, do you have like a little be- anything to take the edge off? Sometimes I'll, you know, I'll do like a whiskey rocks thing. Okay. You know, I just, I'm, Oh, it's for my, for my vocal cords, right, you know, right, gotta, right, gotta, right, gotta, right. gotta warm them up or, you know, yeah. whatever. It's bullshit. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, but like, um, ultimately it was just, yeah, it was just doing it. And then I think where, where it started to feel less like a, oh, I got to work myself up and just like Mm -hmm. get on stage. And it started to feel more like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this and it's going to be fun. And I'm excited about this. Um, That just took time. It took time and it took getting to know people because for me it was like Mm. when now I go to these jams and I know like half the people in the room. That's cool. Yeah. At a minimum. That feels good. You know? And so it's like I'm walking in and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? (laughs) Like we run a gay. You're like, oh, hey. It's like, you know, I'm also like bringing like four or five people with me because I'm Mm -hmm. like, hey, homies, we're going to the jam. Come with. And a lot of my friends are also musicians. So, you know, having people in the room that I know, it's like I know that I have people that will accept me and my performance no matter what it is. So like having that like bedrock of of familiarity and like camaraderie, it was a good way for me. But okay, I'm on stage and like no one be like... Yeah, I see a bunch of faces. I can look at those faces and I can just like rock my shit. And yeah, like, community. You know, yeah, exactly. So the community was a big part of it, but that yeah. community only happened 
because I kept going. Yeah. Every month I'm going, you know, if I don't have anything else going on, I'm going to this jam. And yeah. Finding new jams and new spaces that are like embracing me and bringing new people into my life that like will help to reinforce that confidence. So community is a big part of, of that piece. too. Yeah. Cool. So that would be your like prescription if someone, you know, is more extroverted like you or maybe isn't like find the people first, keep showing up and like maybe like right on the edge of when you're ready, like just do it. Whether that's right. singing, whether that's like doing slam poetry, whether that's like right. writing something. I mean, we do something. Our art is very, and, and everyone on the show, on the Shay and the Good People, like the art is very outward. Right. Like we're singing, we're out there. We're not, we are writing poems, but ultimately to get them heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that that's cool. That makes a lot of sense. I hope that helps folks too of like, how to just get started or how to like continue yep. to, to build that confidence is just like get to know the people in your community who are doing it right. and be genuine and then just try if it's a, I mean, we're talking specifically music jam um, or just like get a, a bunch of people together and mm-hmm. just make music and see what happens from that, which leads me to, Oh, I have one more song about like or song. I have one more question about your life. And then I want to talk to you about your songs sure. too. Cause I'm going to sample those, sure. but um, you talked about like wedding gigs coming into that, your nine to five bartending. Something we talk about a lot is like money. Right. LOL. Mm-hmm. So funny. Money is funny. <laughs> being an artist and a musician. We talk about the balance of being a musician in this city specifically. And <laughs> I wrote down, I don't know if you believe this is true. Um, the crushing reality of not being able to support ourselves financially fully through music. That may be different for you now. Mm-hmm. You might be able to do that, but like, I feel like every time we hang out, you're like, I might have to take a bartending shift soon, but then like you never end up having to do right. that. Right. Like you kind of, it's always there, but maybe you're just like not as scared of money as I am. But like, how do you how do you balance those moments when it's like I want to do what I want to do and I want to be an artist, but I also live in this city that has a very high requirement yep. numbers wise, like just reality wise. Yes. I mean, our mind can really uh, change everything. Mm-hmm. Like I really do feel like we can create our own abundance. We can create our own opportunities. And it's the balance of the human brain, the subconscious and the conscious mind. Um, So like, how do you balance, how would you say you have balance and are balancing those moments between like finances and art? Yeah, well, um, I mean, it is a constantly (laughs) shifting equation. Yeah, Uh, totally. As uh, you might imagine when, you know, all of your income is through contract 1099 work and everything god Uh, we're coming up on taxes oh god i know i'm still chasing down a tax advisor but that's another story uh so i got a guy for you oh okay we'll talk talk after (laughs) (laughs) so um first and foremost uh it is paramount that you keep your shit organized that is Mm. the first thing i can say Uh, i'm really type a when it comes to my budgeting and my calendar and everything. Really? Um, budgeting? I need help. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to know what your all of your expenses are, what wiggle room you have, and how much money. Basically, how much money you need to make every month. You know, So for me, because it is not always guaranteed the amount of money that's coming in for a month, um, it I need to know what the number is. I need to know what the, the goal that I need to reach to get there. Yeah. Um, 
and be cognizant of that anytime I am spending money, especially if it's like on non like necessary things. So just like do you, you know, like a notepad of like do you track all your expenses when I you keep, buy stuff? I keep a Google Doc and it has all of the things, the, the allotment of money that I have for anything down to like miscellaneous stuff. And that's like how much I'm supposed to allow myself to spend. I often doesn't, you know, well, goes over. Yeah, but like that, that happens. That's this, life. We're living in New York. That's right. the whole question exactly. of like what's so but knowing balance. what it is and then knowing what that sum total is, and that's like that's how much money I need to make. And every time I do spend something, it gets ticked away from, you know, whatever that category mm-hmm. is. So mm-hmm. if it's like, oh, bought spent fifty dollars on groceries, it's always way more than fifty dollars. But know. like, you know, I'm subtracting fifty dollars from th- however much money I'm allowing myself for that month to spend on groceries, um, etc. So then I know when I'm like, I know, oh, we're in my last week. I only have twenty more dollars left for groceries. Might go a little bit over, but that's okay. You know, whereas I'm two weeks into the month and I've spent all my money on groceries all right, we're going to need to not go to the bar for the rest of the month. You know what I mean? Um, that like, kind of thing. Can, can, and, and can you like even put it together or like even uh, fathom that there are people living at the bottom of Manhattan that like never have to think about that. Like yeah. there are people living among us that never have to think about More that. Uh, never have to think about, well, at, at you know, I've got seven more days at the end of the month. I can't, there are things I can't do. And like, yes, that's a reality for a lot of people, not just artists, but that like infuriates me. And it makes me yeah. feel better that some people who are working those jobs who don't have to worry about money, prob- oh shit, I shouldn't touch this, who don't have to worry about money, uh, aren't doing something they love, but like we should fucking have both. Right, right. You know? Yeah. <sighs> so I think, the, but the being organized is like paramount because then you need to know I mean, it is a grind. It is always a grind. Um, when does that end? I don't know if it does. So <laughs> matter of fact, I think you need to call Tyrone. Call him. Tell him, come on, help you get come your on, shit. Come on, come on. I think you need to call Tyrone. Yeah. I think that's a question I'm gonna I, I would like to ask everyone who I interview and is on the show and is a musician like how do you balance what what is that moment what's your mindset because it's just we should be able to live comfortably and do our art like working on our art working on our money working on ourselves working on our relationships mm-hmm. working on our our mental health like it's also important but money especially in the place that we live you know we made the choice to live here i always have to remind myself like i really do love living in new york and brooklyn but i am hoping to get to a place where where it feels financially free to do what we love and you know there is that trap of like doing what you love all the time if you like had all the time in the world like would you actually be doing the thing you love but but there are examples we can look at of people you know any artist that you love that's like a couple levels up and they're able to like go on tour sell their merch buy a a home or at least have a really nice apartment and like maybe go to rome with their partner once a year like that's kind of where i'm at of like where do i get to that level at the top of the this set for my religion you said that thing about new york of like it's a lot it's Mm -hmm. everything everything everywhere all at once. Yes. I'm going to keep plugging that movie. You should see it. <laughs> um, 
when did you write this song? Uh, did it come out all at once? Did you like work on it in pieces? Do you remember um, kind of the process of this song specifically? Yeah, um, so it was it was in pieces, I think. This was one of the, the first songs um, that I wrote post moving to New York that stuck that I liked enough to <laughs> to play in front of people. Yeah. Um, so had there's you, a lot of other Had you played this song before Shane the Good People? No, this was the first that <gasps> really? that was the debut of any of my original music what? ever. And you want to know Wait, what? I, I haven't played it since either. <laughs> um, but I'm going to in March, so uh, stay tuned. Oh yeah? yeah. Okay, yeah, well we'll we do plugs at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, oh my god, I d- had no idea that yeah. was the first that debut, the debut of your of, original of songs. Original songs, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I'm so honored. Yeah, Fuck yeah, 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 they were yeah. great. Thank you. And also it. the two. Um, Vera and Alexandra James. There we go. Shouts out to my backing vocalists. Yes, backing vocalists. That was so good. And their pals. They're they're so badass. I'll plug them too later. But uh, yeah. But um, yeah. So this song was was written um, in pieces. But um, I mean, it was kind of like it's honestly it's very applicable to everything we've been talking about. The the religion in question is like doing the New York thing Mm, and like doing grinding it out, but not like you know. Not romanticizing, romanticizing the grind, but just like, you know, the the trust piece and like the like, you know what? Yeah, it's crazy and it's hard and there's like a, so many obstacles, but like, I am out here like like I said earlier, like swimming with the current. This is exactly mm-hmm. where I want to be. Um, there's tons of challenges, but it's like they're good challenges, and I'm growing so much from it. And you know, like, you know, one of the lines in the song is being like you can call me crazy, but like, I've never, I've never been lazy, you know, like I'm, I'm yeah. out here doing this thing and it's like, yeah, it's nuts. And like a lot of people, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who don't live in New York and never would because it's, it's insane. It's everything it's all the time. Absolutely insane. Right. And but, it's a ridiculous place to live Yeah, or to move here. Like if you're right. born here, you know, you don't have a choice looking hey, back Josh. at Josh, <laughs> yeah. great guitar player, uh, potentially our producer now, or just like really great guy all around you were born here but like for us plebeians peasants who move here it's truly wild Okay, second song, uh, 
I don't know if it's called Waiting on the Line, but that's what I remember. Waiting is the working title. Yeah. Waiting is mm-hmm. the working Waiting is the working title is the title of the yes. song. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You got it. Okay. I really I loved all, your two songs and your third one was a cover, but like Yes. This one was good. Thank you. This is an This is really special. Yeah. I kind of want to steal it. <laughs> Like I want to sing it and be like, "This is written by my friend Noah." That's hey, how good it is. I would, I would be honored. <laughs> I would be honored if the Shayna Blast. Wow, <laughs> careful now because it's gonna have to be for free. But um, tell me about this song. When did you write it? What yeah. is it about? Did it did it come out all at once? Did it come out in little pieces? Uh, this one uh, also was in pieces, I think. Um, but I think with a little bit more. Uh, ease than than the first one. Um, uh, so this song is written as kind of a love song. Um, there's some you know contention and like you know this like something's not working, but like I'm waiting and I'm doing everything that I can, but it's like it's not it's not coming together. Like don't mm. keep me waiting. Like like okay, like just. Tell me that it's not working, and we can I, we can let it go, or let's make it work. But don't keep me in this limbo kind of thing. Is sort of how the song reads. <clears throat> it's actually a song about the last pet snake that I own, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, of course. So, as a farm boy, that's right. <laughs> you yeah. gotta write songs about your animals. Of course, of course. <laughs> so before uh, before our current snake, we did have uh, another, another snake. snake. His name was Jonesy. Oh, um, R.I.P. Jonesy. Yeah, he, he's around still. Uh, oh. he has a new home. Oh. Um, we had to Sorry. rehome him. He was like, uh, well, he was a seven foot <laughs> python <gasps> in a Brooklyn apartment. And uh, it was only just continuing to grow. Uh, he had another like, you know, fifteen or twenty feet of growing to do. Um, oh my God, sorry. So yeah. loved it. Beautiful. That's how. You, uh, yeah, that's how you know it's actually me on the mic. Yep. As if I burp, but <laughs> you're talking about a very intimate moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he yeah. um, he was a really wonderful animal. Um, loved him a lot, and uh, I was sad to get him a new home, but we, we had to, he was just outgrowing the space and he was having a bunch of health issues as a result. So, um, it was just a, a stressful ordeal for the last like six months that we had him. Cause it was like in and out of the vet, he was like hurting himself and he just like was, it was not good for anybody. Um, but like, I love this guy and it was like sad to see him go, but we ultimately, we had to get him a new home. So I was really bothered by the whole thing. Um, and like, you know, I was having like bad dreams about about him and stuff like consistently. I still do every once in a while. I have a dream wow. about Jonesy. Um, but uh, but so I was like, I'm gonna write a song about it. But I'm gonna oh write it like God. a love song. But I I really think you'll appreciate this. Some like little uh, little like literal nods to the the snake yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pull up the lyrics and see if I can find some. There's the one in particular that I remember off the top of my head. Is like, do you have like slither I'm, in there? I didn't hear that. No, no, but I'm like, I'm tapping on the glass. So oh, you let yes. me in because you know oh. he literally lives in a, in a glass, glass enclosure. So I'm like, that's adorable. Um, but yeah, let's see. Um, I think that was the 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 biggest one there. Um, but uh, 
yeah, that that was that was the, the primary one, I think. But in any case, uh, it was, you know, the the waiting was more or less like I'm waiting to know if like he's gonna be in healthy conditions because I'm going with these the vet stuff and I'm yeah. waiting to figure out if this dude is gonna take him in the guy who we were trying to like oh. rehome him to so it was just it was just like uh, it was like you know a month of like limbo of just being like I don't know if he's gonna be healthy I don't know if we're gonna be able to get him to this new home I don't know where he's gonna go but yeah. either way I'm just like really worried about it and just I'm trying to like work it out so I'm like waiting oh waiting my to God. like but I, I was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn into a love song because you know <laughs> it is a love song it's yeah. a love song to your pet I think sure. our relationships and our loves with with animals is is such a much needed break from the love and relationships we have with other human beings yep. with our species because it is so complicated mm -hmm. and our <laughs> and our brains just run around in so many different directions and we can turn to animals not that we are like using them but in like they're so pure yeah and something that i love about dogs specifically is like they have no um shame about asking for love yeah just over and over again just coming up to up to you to snuggling putting their paws on you every single time yeah. and it's like something that i I'm scared at a lot of, <laughs> about a lot. It's just asking to be needed uh -huh. and asking to be loved. And they don't dog specifically cats is a whole other thing, which we love cats. Don't come for me. Um, <laughs> if you love cats, I'm saying I love, I love cats. <laughs> um, I feel like cat people are scary, but, <laughs> but I feel like dogs are just, just every single time ha like have no problem being needy. Yeah. And I would love to bring that more in. So mm -hmm. into my life. Yeah. So I love that your song is about your snake. Yeah. That's so pure. Just I, for the listeners out there too. I'm, I'm not just a weird reptile oh. owner. We have a dog and a cat as well. There's, There's a, a zoo at Noah's <laughs> apartment. It's, it's a whole zoo. I'm not just like, you know, being crawled over with scaly animals or anything. Yeah, but. you freak. Time can draw itself out like a knife. It's a black and blue through hopeless nights oh, oh. It's fine if you rewind Take it back to a place that we know It's about time that you realize You've been hurting me and yourself Cause I can't catch up If I'm left behind It ain't right So why you keep me waiting on the good um fuck yeah well thank you noah so much for doing the show absolutely thank you for doing this interview thank you for being my friend of course and can you tell the people oh shit i'm slapping <laughs> can you tell the people like what do you have coming up next where yeah. they can find you sure and what you got going on yeah well oh, wait can you give the the um bg 
girls' names to the backup yes. vocalists. Please yes, follow yes, them yes. also on the socials. Yep. So, uh, so my social media, um, you can find you know updates on what I'm doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at Noah Lexi. That's L E X I Music. Yeah. Yeah. Noah um, Lexi Music. Yep. Instagram is usually where I'm putting the updates and everything. Um, nothing of mine out on streaming platforms yet. TBD. There. I'm hoping to change that this year cool um but uh you know for any upcoming shows and everything you can you can see what i'm doing there whether it's my stuff or if i'm playing for other people um but my next show with my original stuff um which will be the first one since this shay and the good people uh as a matter of fact and the first one with a full band which i'm (gasps) so stoked about what um will be at pianos um uh, on March 23rd. It's a Thursday. Cool. Um, so playing with a, a band called Sauce City, some friends of mine. Gonna be one of like three acts, I think. But um, so that's coming up. I don't know when this is gonna air, but you know. <laughs> I don't either. But either way. I hope that it's before then. Either way, if not, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, just, you know, give me a follow and, and check it out. And then yeah. for my, uh, the lovely ladies that uh, sing with me, that's uh, Vera, your girl Vera is her handle okay, on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks, and, at your girl Vera. Yep. And Alexandra James, um, I believe it's just surrounded by underscores, but that is. Where you can find yeah. her as well. Let me just double yeah. check. I'll that link here. everybody's socials also in the description. Um, so you guys can find that. Yeah, it's Alexandra James with an underscore on each side of it. You okay, can cool. find her there. She's also a wonderful independent artist, great songwriter. I've yes. been playing guitar for her since I moved to New York. Um, yeah, she writes great music. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Wonderful. I got to get her on the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Noah. Uh, and I'm Shayna Blass. I'm at Shayna Blass. And this is Shay and the good people. All right. Take care of each other, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this interview. If you liked what you heard, come out and see the show. Come out and see Shay and the good people live. We're at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn. It's monthly. I don't know of the exact dates, but follow us on Instagram to see when we're going to be there next. It's at Shay and the Good People. Again, that's at Shay and the Good People, just like it's spelled. And I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to New Daydream Studios, JJ Allen and Irving, who captures all the audio from the shows. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Can wait for you, baby